Hello and welcome back to Lack of Depth Football Podcast. My name is Kyle Began. I am the host of said football podcast, as you will come to have recognised by now. And yeah, uh, we are just finished, or being true to when we're recording, we are 90% of the way through game week 25 on Sky Fantasy Football for the 2022-2023 season. And mine specifically has been a tumultuous one. And so I'm going to talk you through the wins and losses of this one game week, because there are a few wins and a few losses. So moving over and bringing up my team here on my left, God knows where it's appearing for you. Uh, starting from the back, we've got Kepa Rizablaga, who, as you can tell from the points all of him, I captained him. So on Saturday, I had two players playing, which were Kepa Rizablaga and Mo Salah. Mo Salah, I truly see as Deadwood in my team. I thought there was an absolute 0% chance he was scoring out against Chelsea. Chelsea in uh, the game week just gone... And as they showed, uh, as they managed to show against Liverpool, who currently are an easy team to show it, they're getting better at compressing their lines. And although in the second half against uh, Liverpool, Jorginho had a bit of a nothing performance and generally the Chelsea midfield did, and so there were spaces in transition for Liverpool to push into, the lack of creation coming from Liverpool's midfield and the depth of it and the fact that they were playing a 16 year old god bless his cotton socks who was actually all right like do you know what i mean i'd say he's better than me but all of those things together with the issues that liverpool are having this season with matt uh with salah relying on james milner to be kind of his creative output in the overlap i just didn't see him doing anything that game and so i thought i was making a bolder play than it might have been uh i didn't see a lot of twitter polls on captaincy and stuff but i did see that salah's still quite well-owned at the top level of the game. And so I was expecting that to be able to counter whatever uh, happened in the Newcastle game because obviously I'm still trying to do this without any Newcastle defenders. And come see, come sa. Uh, to have gone for Martinez last week and kind of committed to this idea that Going Newcastle now is just late and I'm going to have to use more fixtures to take them out and da-da-da-da. But I, what, what is occurring to me and what I am concerned about is the fact that even when Newcastle's fixtures get bad, Pope might still be the best keeper to own in the game. They've kept six consecutive clean sheets, which is just totally nuts in a world where Man City look miles off being capable of doing that. And so even when the fixtures do become slightly more difficult, it's important to reflect on the fact that the, the, the run of six clean sheets that Newcastle have had, one of them was Arsenal. And so I'm not saying I'm ever I'm going to want to own a block of Newcastle defenders for the whole game. I just wonder if I, I, I might, it might be optimal to hop on Pope sooner rather than later because he's obviously the only one in that back line that gets bonus. Uh, moving into my actual back line, uh, Saliba... Kind of a nothing week for him. I was expecting a bit of a nothing week for him and Martinez. I brought in Martinez for the um, bookended Palace fixtures either side of this game week. And Manu looked a, a, kind of a little bit disappointingly open against Palace. I was disappointed with the quality of the shots they were able to get from outside the box. And that does sound a bit ridiculous because obviously shots inside the box are more threatening. But... As you saw, uh, if you did see the Arsenal-Man United game, which if you didn't, I would just look up the highlights of. A shot from outside the box is worth the world when everyone's got a thousand inverted wingers. And 
Yeah, I just don't know how well they're defending zone 14. Obviously, Casemiro was out of this game, but um, he tends to drop in between defenders. Not all the time, but he, he does do that. And Ericsson's not amazing at defending just outside the box. And so I wonder if they could can win a lot of games 3-1 instead of 3-0. That being said, as I mentioned with Chelsea, I, I think defensively Man United are a team that are growing into this season. And... Martinez got, I think it was something like 49 passes against um, the best, quite arguably the best pressing team in the league this season. Albeit Arsenal didn't press them for 90 minutes, but when they did, Martinez was really still trying to get on the ball and make some passes, still getting one or two passes per possession, which is not a ton, but against a very intense press, that's still impressive. So yeah, his his passes definitely tick along nicely and he's kind of what I was looking for. When you're this far down, you're kind of looking for these anomalies in between players and with everyone else having blocked defences that lack bonus, you really are looking for someone that, that does it all in order to try and get ahead of the competition. So moving for Martinez earlier with him scoring this week as well has seemed to pay off, which is good because I feel like that bit of luck kind of counteracts the fact that until the 92nd minute, I was getting a clean sheet last week as well. Uh, the only person left in the back line is a Kanji, who I have instead of Stones. I've had a Kanji since overhaul, and I think he'll regularly start until the end of the season. And I also think City look better. That's kind of all there is. They've still been disappointing, but they, they look better. And it looks like, do you know what I mean, not a team that you want to entirely avoid. They still have more fixtures than everyone else. That's kind of why Son's still here as well. Um, so yeah, a Kanji stays too. Uh, midfield, Palina, Son, and then Mitrovic are the forward line. All three of them haven't played. I, I, I guess the only thing I can say about Palina is that he's obviously not going anywhere. Um, yeah, you know why he's good if you're here. Uh, Rashford, still on fire. Incredible performance, incredible goal. He looks confidence. He looks confidence. Need I, need I say more? He looks confident. Um, I think he looks a lot better with Weghorst in the team than with Martial. I felt that like Martial was a kind of a nothing player or a non-impact for them. I felt that uh, Martial almost made centre-backs look more comfortable than they did without him pressing them at all. And yeah, Weghorst is a handful. And against um, Arsenal, I was really impressed by his 1-2 uh, link-up play and his, his kind of medium-range passing as well. I thought he, he was able to get on the ball and influence the game. It, kind of however it was willing to come to him and I think with that kind of workhorse alongside um, Rashford and Anthony I think it actually one it influenced Anthony's pressing who won the ball back once or twice just from sprinting the way Weghorst was and that kind of leading the front line is important and so the Weghorst signing I wouldn't go for Weghorst I don't recommend bringing him in but I, if you don't own Rashford now I, I even if the next three fixtures were, ter were terrible fixtures, which I don't think Man United can have right now because they kind of play to the level of whatever team they play. Like, if Man United play Fulham, it will look like Fulham playing Fulham. And uh, if Man United play Man City, it will look like Fulham playing Fulham. So, yeah, look that way. Uh, Mo Salah, um, I wouldn't own him. I don't want to own him. But um, the single game day. And I don't have a kind of embarrassment of riches in the transfer department and so uh yeah i won't be doing uh any any of 
those such transfers. Actually, just checking now, I haven't done any transfers this week. So, you know, that's good for me considering I've only got 27. Next is Human Son, who I'm expecting to do absolutely nothing against Fulham. As you can see in my screenshot, I've got Mitrovic captain for tomorrow, which is today for you guys. In fact, when you're watching this, the game will probably have already finished. But I'm captaining Mitrovic instead of Son. I would captain Mitrovic instead of Kane also. I just think that with the 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 turmoil of the club, they're not playing for the manager anymore. They don't believe in that system of winning points. They're bored. The club aren't renewing the manager's contract. It reminded me a lot of Man United when they were playing under Ragnick, when it was obvious that Ragnick was going to leave at the end of the season. Uh, they look like they're going through the motions every game, and Fulham are going to really take it to them. And I think that they're going to struggle with that. And so I, I can guarantee you now that Fulham will score and I'm not confident that Spurs will. So if I was putting a bet, I'd, I'd put a bet on both teams to score no, Mitrovic to have two shots on target. I don't know if the odds of that will be amazing, but that's that would be my bet. Um, and then last, Rodri, who had a disappointing game because he was taken off. Um, I don't think I really learned anything from that. He also got a yellow card, but I don't think I really learned anything from that either. Uh, will I be keeping him? Yes. Up front, um, I got a green arrow this week. I've got 90, 92 points. It was 93 before Martinez conceded that uh, very late winner against Arsenal, which Arsenal totally deserved. I thought Nketiah was immense in that game. Uh, Haaland with the 40-pointer. The yeah. Good idea to captain him this week. I'm, I, I think I got both my captains right. In fact, I know I did. And so I'm, I'm gambling again on the third one. But when you're so far behind, I don't think you can afford, afford to go for the safest captaining option every single week, especially when you don't have the one that you think everyone's going to pick in Kane. And so I'm going for Mitrovic, and I'm going to stick with that. And just like that, I think that's, that's my whole team. And so... Uh, yeah. Thanks for. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week, or maybe later this week when I've got a bit more to talk about. I do want to talk a bit about Mudrick. I really enjoyed watching the Chelsea Liverpool game. I thought a lot of interesting things were happening, and so yeah, maybe I'll do a little discussion about that. I was going to do a video on uh, Conte at Tottenham, but it has just been so trued over, and it's so obvious what's happening that I didn't think it would be that interesting. So yeah, maybe I'll have a bit more content this week. Depends how busy I am with work. But if not, I'll see you next week with a video either about Sky Fantasy Football or if not a lot is happening there, perhaps something else. So yeah, kind regards. Uh, see you in a bit.